Oh crap, my brain just froze and I press record. What the fuck? Alright. <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, winners and losers, two men have risen above. No kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna like leave this in there, but anyway, um this is the Square Circle Podcast. You are listening to Marie Shadows, your host. We are joined by Epic, Geo, and Russ. We are here to talk about everything in professional wrestling. It is our passion uh, where we get to share it all together every single week. And also, happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Give me that candy, son. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I miss those. Uh, some people tend to ruin Halloween with their like political bullshit. I actually miss that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was nice and fun back in the day. Okay, nice and fun. Anyway, um, yeah. a whole bunch of kids with Richard Nixon masks saying, "I'm not a crook." <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Just hearing them in the background, just like, I am not I'm like, easy there. Easy. And this is a wonderful segue into talking about WWE Crown Jewel. Um, I personally did not uh, watch it this year. I did watch it last year and wrote an article about it. Uh, but this year, um, I was getting caught up with some other wrestling promotions. But I personally... Well, before we talk about the ending, Alpha Russ, do you want to talk about the women's match? Uh, this is a big deal. It uh, is. I, I would like to say this is, um, of course, a couple years ago they did. Uh, it was Sasha Banks versus I think uh, actually it was Natalia. I think in that one. Bailey. Well. No, no uh, Natalia. Um, in another Crap. country that they really never did. Uh, a women's match before, but they wore bodysuits. Now, the one thing that bothered me a bit, uh, and and I know they they mu- it was must have been like a last minute kind of kind of a deal, which uh, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not gonna not gonna pick any uh, brains on it, but uh, just the fact that they put like and I'm not even making this up. You can look up the photos. Uh, literally, like a sm- the smallest logo of of the Hart Foundation logo, Bret Hart logo mm-hmm. on, on Natalia, and then like a generic Lacey Evans uh, logo that's like two times smaller than the shirt. Yeah, and just kind of like uh, I mean, but it is what it is. But um, for those that who've kind of been following. Uh, Raw's uh, women's division. Well, not anymore now because uh, Lacey's going to SmackDown. Um, this was a rivalry that has been happening for the last two months, and a couple good matches here and there. A, a very horrible one on the premiere. Um, but th- out of all of them, I think that this match, uh, I watched about three fourths of it. Uh, I didn't get to see the ending, but. Uh, on the Twitter, uh, official WWE Twitter, it showed uh, what happened after the match. Lacey Evans 
breaking kayfabe, which very rarely you see in WWE anymore. Yeah. Uh, just just breaks down in tears and and there's Natalia and they're celebrating like this is the the this is a bigger moment than I think. Uh, the media will take take as is because I mean you know everyone's against certain things that Saudi Arabia has done. I'm not going to go into politics of that, but um, you know it, it, it's a big deal because that can open up doors for like companies like Ring of Honor and uh, Impact that who have a women's division. Uh, to potentially inter- go entertain smaller venues down the line, uh, which I, I think WWE's definitely helping that aspect out because I I doubt Impact or Ring of Honor would uh, leave out the women's division now, especially in that kind of thing. Are you saying that they're opening the doors because they're in Saudi Arabia that eventually? Other partnerships can happen with other wrestling companies, right? No, I'm I'm saying oh. uh, the ability that they're gonna they're actually gonna be able to uh, uh, have other promotions come over um, and understand like okay, these are the guidelines uh, that the government of the Prince of Saudi Arabia uh, approves of. Uh, you have to get special permission from the government, et cetera, et cetera, for women's matches, a stricter guideline on attire um, in terms of the women's division match. But it does open up the door for that. It oh, okay. It does open up the door for All right, cause I knew wrestling to happen in yeah. Saudi Arabia. Um, which, by the way, I never really thought of it like that because um, I, I think it's, despite whatever Saudi Arabia does is not really our place, but, like, because it's entertainment and you're getting lost in this awesome reality that um, that is wrestling, um, yeah, I didn't think of it like that, that um, there there could be doors opening for other companies if they ever want to pursue that. And it doesn't only have to be with Saudi Arabia, too. It could be somewhere in Spain or in Italy, you know, somewhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really think about it that way. Um, I did notice that uh, on Twitter, someone uh, captured a moment when uh, a fan threw a water bottle at Natalia, and Natalia's face was just like, "Really?" I was like, "Oh, come on, man." Well, I mean, in in a in a country which currently right now in in the Middle East alone, there's over seventeen out of the the forty five countries that make up the. Uh, the Middle East uh, that are very strict uh, in in the uh, uh, what what I I can't remember the uh, name of the uh, laws, but uh, uh, most women have to wear uh, was known as a hijab and yeah, 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 yeah. and it, only their eyes can be seen, which I think that's uh, Sharia law. There you go. That's what I was yeah, yeah but um. I find it that uh, if I could end it right here, Go kind ahead. Of saying, um, I, I definitely think uh, this has opened doors for uh, w- women's wrestling to uh, grow 
inside of a, a a community, and in this case, a country's community that is, even though they're very tightly like to the to the law of Sharia law, they're going to be able to make uh, make waves, and we might see you know the next Becky Lynch coming from Saudi Arabia or you know some someone like that. Yeah, yeah, I totally, totally get, get that. that. Um, this thing should be picking up my voice. I got, I got my desktop, desktop speakers, speakers on. on. They, they should, should be picking up my voice, even though I got my headphones. Um, alright, well, yeah, yeah, I gotta, gotta hear you guys. guys. Anyway, um, this, this is probably gonna be a bit of a spoiler for anyone that's listening to us when, um, this goes up, and I know that, um, both... Epic and Geo have yet to uh, watch the full Crown Jewel, but the ending. Um, is it good with the ending? Yeah, we could, we could go to the ending real quick. All right, so at the ending, I don't know. Well, I think, uh, you know, the Fiends finishes the Mandible Claw or not. That picked up, uh, that, that allowed him to pick up the victory against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is no longer our... Um, Raw Universal, Universal Champion, Champion. Now the Fiend is. So my, my question is to everyone here that wants to input: Is um, do you, do you think, think it's a little, little too late? late to repair the damage that happened at Helms? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like uh, with with this event emanating on Halloween and uh and not only that with uh their first DLC for uh WWE 2K20 coming out uh this past Tuesday it, it kind of made sense in a way because it's it's the perfect storm to actually put the belt on the fiend the only question i have now and in, in the um in, in the reaction uh videos that i watched a little bit before we we got on air one of the one of the people uh lori blake from uh wrestle talk which is we'll we'll give him a shout out because we love those guys over the over in the pond um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh he, he said something that really resonated with me uh in their predictions video he said that that if the fiend goes uh wins this match does that mean there's going to be another trade uh mm. so that way he can keep the title belt because the last thing they need is honestly a uh a uh, a vacant belt yeah. yeah so unless they're going to create a whole new raw champion but kind of like the like when uh uh, the WWE champion was uh, drafted over to Monday Night Raw when it was John Cena that was the champion, and then kind of like a three sixty kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, I could see that happen. I don't think Lesnar's going anywhere, especially with uh, what Fox is willing to put in for their pool for uh, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think two things are going to happen. So. Either Fiend goes back to Raw uh-huh. and defends Raw, or 
they deem it invalid because he's a SmackDown superstar and the title goes back as vacant, which would be a stupid move. But, I mean, given the fact that, like, you know, there's a lore for, like, you know, I don't know what it is, but they want to do with the Fiend character as of right now, mm-hmm. which is unbelievably stupid. They they had something great going and now they're just uh, beating it to the ground. Yeah, yeah I, I know. know. Um, I don't, don't know, know how to feel about, about it. Even, even when, when I saw it on Twitter, Twitter I couldn't really react as if, like, you know, you know I would have been, been happy at Hell in a Cell if you would have got, got it then because it felt right. right. Even if, like, it may have been too early for the Fiend to get it. But now that you crowned, you know, the Fiend, the champion at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, that sort of takes it away from from, from us, us in a way, way because, because WWE, WWE always had these house shows and, and they always did the Fiend versus Seth Rollins but like, like there was never a change, change there you know, know it, it would have been, been probably a little bit better to like, like have maybe a title change, change at a house show just so, so we could get the hype and then you know maybe in an alter universe the freaking Fiend was champion coming into Crown Jewel as that and retains it I think that would have probably been better i just, I just don't, don't know where we go from from, from here. here um and, and i also want to mention too that uh i get those wwe emails that tell me what's going to be happening on uh on smackdown so apparently bray wyatt is going to be a guest on um Miz tv but the fiend is the wwe champ his alter ego but is Bray going to be carrying the championship? I don't, I don't know. know. That's, That's a, a very good question. question if um, Bray is going to be carrying the championship. The championship. Um, it's it's going to be... Like, what happened? Like he's had, it's like he has two personalities. There's Bray Wyatt, the fire fun help, happy person. There's the dark entity known as the Fiend. And since he is now the new Universal Champion, the question is, should there be a trade? It would make sense because you don't have a top champion raw. You just have the women's, the tag team, I believe the United, United States. States. So the outcome could be okay. Maybe Bray's going to announce that the Fiend is going to be drafted to Raw. And probably with that exchange, you could have Seth be drafted to SmackDown. Which ideally puts him on this, would put him on the same brand as mm-hmm. Roman. And yeah. then you just have to figure what would you do with Seth? Because technically, Seth lost to a SmackDown. That's like cross-promoting overseas. So Mm. I've been trying to play that out. Okay, because the screw-up that happened at Hell in a Cell, they had to put the match can't be stopped no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, because that was was something that uh, I think a lot of people really had an issue with. Uh, the ending of Hell and Cell. Yeah, they they should have owned up to it and said, "Hey, made a mistake. Oops." Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then um, 
two, two pregame? pregame? I'm like, huh? Uh, I, I had wanted to. to. It was a referee stoppage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I had wanted, wanted to piggyback off that for you, Russ, Russ because um, two, two, two things. things. One, that's, that's why, why this podcast, podcast got started because I got pissed off at hell in the cell. Two, you are 100% right in that they should have owned up to it because now the fans all turn on Rollins and putting all the blame on him and, you know, in the background putting blame on Vince or whoever made the call. But now Seth is in this weird... I don't know. He's in the he's in the same uh, wheelhouse that Roman was in, and then obviously Roman announcing his like when they came back. And yeah, then, and like everyone was like, oh, we can't we can't be mad at a guy that who who, who came back from cancer once and get yeah. mad at it again. So it, it's I kind of I, I kind of feel bad for Seth because you know he doesn't. Um, he doesn't have anything like, like an injury, uh, to to kind of like just say, hey, look, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, um, but I think what's gonna happen is because, and I did uh look at the GIF. Someone posted like uh multiple angles of the, uh, of the sister Abigail to the concrete. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh from the looks of it, that um the way uh the fiend executed that ver the uh that variation of the sister Abigail and made it look like it literally popped his head off his shoulders. Oh. I think they're gonna I think that what's gonna happen is they're gonna say like Seth had it has an injury, but we have to also announce that He's been. He's gonna be traded to SmackDown, and then you're gonna give him this uh, couple month break because I mean, obviously from uh, looking at it from uh, their standpoint, with the fact that um, Sasha had a three month break, yeah, Bray, uh, not Bray, uh, Finn Balor oh. had a two month break, and I, I honestly think for this heat. Especially mm-hmm. this type of heat yeah. that he got, I think mm-hmm. he needs to be out of it till a little bit before I would say either the Royal Rumble, yeah, or I would say the night or like make a matchup happen for WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that. He needs time off TV, uh, especially time maybe some time away from the business because I'm not agreeing with uh, everything that he's been saying. Um, yeah. Which, you know, you know, it definitely sounds like a company man, and I totally get it sometimes when you work for a company and you enjoy what you do. Of course, you got to be like, you know, this is the best company to work for, or you should come work here. I totally get that. But we're, we're in, in the day and age where everything is on the internet and everything gets criticized and talked about that, you know, you know it's, it's kind of hard to say now what's the best company out there. And, you know, you know to even go after AEW and uh, Kenny about, like, Kenny hasn't proved anything because he's in, he wasn't in WWE. And it's like, why are you burying yourself? Like, like I, I don't, I don't know, man. I think, I think that, that sometimes, sometimes I think he forgets about the fact that he came from ROA. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's what I have a problem with. with. He does have Japan experience. A lot of people 
uh, are like, he, he didn't wrestle Japan. He didn't have, no, he actually did. Yeah. yeah. He wrestled, uh, I think, a total of four tours. He did, uh, his last tour before he went to WWE was with, uh, when Ring of Honor was with Noah. And yeah. That was the year before they announced the New Japan deal, which I kind of, I kind of find very ironic about that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, there was even talks. I guess Ring of Honor wanted him to be there to actually, uh, which this this was something that I read. Uh, Meltzer would have to uh have to look this up, but uh, some sources were saying, uh, back in those days before they announced that uh Seth Rollins, aka Tyler Black, yeah, was in the Indies, uh, was actually gonna get scheduled to become. Uh, Noah's first Gaijin world champion. Oh, uh, wow. Obviously, years later, that went to Eddie Edwards. But, um, yeah, that that was a big deal. And, like, he was actually supposed to be the first person to be a two-time Ring of Honor world champion as well. Yeah, because, yeah, um, um... Damn, damn who, who what, uh, was, was it? it? I don't, I don't know, know why I want to say Austin, Austin Aries was, was the first one to be a two-time. The first one to be a two-time? was... Hold on, I'll have to look this up. But I think it was Jay Briscoe. It, it might, yeah, yeah it might have been one of the Briscoes, yeah. yeah. Which, Which, by, by the way, way, they're cool. They're, they're cool in real life, man. They're, they're cool people. people. Yeah, um, they're the coolest people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they gave, uh, they gave me a hug during, during the uh, big event when uh, they weren't really supposed to be there. And I mean, I was never told to tell that story. But, you know, they gave me a hug for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave me a hug. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I, I, I kind of wanted to talk more about, like, Seth Rollins' comments and how you guys feel about it as a whole, where, like, you know, he says that the fans whine for everything, which is true. You got to weed out the, the idiots, which I'm going to call them idiots. Um, and if I get heat for that, that's totally fine. Um, and then you got to weed out, you know, all the other ones and stuff. But did Seth Rollins' comments bother any of you guys? Um, not really. I was surprised he because called, you know, the... all elite wrestling not like a big deal. Like he brushed it off, not something that could be equal to WWE. Yeah, WWE's like top notch, but AEW is getting it's has a good fan base. It's growing. The energy good. And it's getting, like, known all over with different billboards. He probably could have said it very differently than how he said it. Maybe to him, he wasn't, like, bothered. Maybe he just wanted to see what kind of... I don't know. It bothered me. It's just, you know, he's been in, like, this rut. Like, last year, everybody loved Seth. Intercontinental champion. Won the Royal Rumble this year, defeated Brock Lesnar. Now it's just like, you hear Seth, Seth Rollins, like, we don't like you, Seth. I like Seth. There's just, you know, if you're going to dig and dig and dig, how far do you dig? Mm-hmm. That's just well, my thing. And lately, it seems like, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, Becky Lynch's. Uh, 
his in real life fiance um and a lot of the things that she's been saying um are super, super annoying, annoying. It, it, i'm it's, sorry it's, i just uh, i know i know but it, it it's like i i kind of realized uh-huh. that i think they're gonna do the first intergender like double turn because you look at how cocky uh becky lynch is getting and plus no one doesn't realize this she only had one good heel run in uh nxt when uh, she debuted with uh dana brooke that's a trivia question for y'all y'all by the way and sasha banks i should say also but um just looking at her twitter um like she's she's upping herself like she is like the best thing since sliced bread and uh yeah, yeah she, she is doing that she, she came she came, came after jr, JR. She, she uh praised jr, JR and then uh basically told him off, off. <laughs> and i was like oh, like, oh god, god can you please stop like, like at, at this point it doesn't even seem like entertaining where i could get behind her and i could be like yeah you you, you did, did prove it. you are you know the man, man. um even, even though it's you wrong but okay but, but you, you know, know after, after a while, while it's just like you need something new you need something fresh this, this whole attitude of you being the baddest bitch there is is not gonna last very long because someone else is gonna come along and knock you off your throne it, it happens in real life like you know, you know she, she really wanted to be real life it's gonna end up being that way unless WWE protects their assets I think. Yeah, you sound very upset. This is definitely going to be a a, a double a double turn uh, heel turn because, um, like I think it's already happened with Becky, Mm -hmm. but like from a far away perspective, uh, because you you starting to hear that uh the boo, um, hear hearing them boo. Yeah, and and I think what's happening is. Especially for this uh, Raw Women's uh, title pitcher right now, you noticed in the draft, Charlotte was drafted back to Raw. Yeah. So I think they're trying to redo this flare babyface Lynch heel yeah. type of deal because, you know, a lot of people are starting to say, like, well, the man thing's kind of getting annoying, you know. Like she's only showing one emotion that's ass kicker. Sometimes mm-hmm. the ask the pardon my French, by the way, too. But uh, the the one thing I always remember, uh, someone told me in uh, radio TV class about acting in general. If you have a, an actor that only works on one gear, then you need to start looking at other people to replace them in future movies which wow. that that says a lot so, it does and in the fact that they want uh charlotte to be like this um to be like in the same twilight uh, as her father mm-hmm. um I, I think i think another rain is going to happen before the end of the year yeah probably, probably maybe. maybe i think this is going to be her longest reign to date the only reason why i'm saying that is because Ric Flair only had two uh two title reigns that were very long. And ironically enough, it was his WWE 
uh, championship run and then his second to last run as the world heavyweight champion WCW. Yeah. yeah. Or not true. WCW, NWA. Oh. I apologize. But either way, it was one of those two. Yeah, it was one of those two, NWA or WCW. Because every time you see the, the big belt on SmackDown, you're like, oh, that's Ric Flair's belt. Like, I've always called it the Ric Flair belt because he always held it. Um, But, yeah, yeah I, I just felt like it's way too much company. Uh, Like, company man being presented to try to... Tell, tell people, people WWE, WWE is the best when it's like WWE, WWE gets your shit together because right now you are in this war that you don't want to admit, you know. know? And like, like I, don't I don't even have to talk about ratings, it's, it's just a matter of feeling the products, products out and knowing what you want to watch more than the other. Um, but now I might have to really, really watch NXT because of Finn Balor and because of what Regal announced on NXT for the women, which. Right, right now, now they're, they're doing, doing historical things, things but that, that heel turn, turn that Balor is doing, when, when he said uh, that he doesn't watch the business, the business, the business watches him, that I was like, oh, oh shit, that's, 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 that's super powerful, powerful. you know? You know? Mm-hmm. I was shocked that um, he turned. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my mouth dropped up. They, they, they said... um. Uh, people uh, uh, that were in the building last Wednesday uh-huh. uh, for that heel turn, a lot of people said uh, as Johnny Gargano was getting carted out, like you could, you it, it was that type of silence that only like a small audience uh, atmosphere can do. Yeah, because you, they they said you could you could hear a pin drop and. Because it was just that silent, which which makes this heel turn all so much better. Because I think, in theory, what's happening is we're gonna slowly see, um, and it's not gonna happen this upcoming uh, NXT uh, uh, takeover because I think they're gonna wait it out till the end of the year and then do the first one. Uh, in I think it would be January, mi- middle of January. I think that's when the 2020 Royal Rumble happens. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to see uh, Roger Strong lose lose the um, uh, North American North title uh, to Velveteen Dream. Probably not. I think uh, I think what's going to happen is. Uh, Roderick Strong's definitely going to be uh, facing Keith Lee. Uh, I've I, I've seen one of their uh, few matches on PWG. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was a very entertaining match. Um, uh, and, and screw 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 Meltzer when I say this, that <laughs> that match was actually five star match. Like <laughs> he gave it like I think it was a four point three. I was like, you got to be kidding me, Meltzer! Come on, it, it, that, that was had everything. I mean, like, like, had everything. I mean, I mean we're gonna have he's to a perfectionist, use... though. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna have to sprinkle, you know, know some freaking Young Bucks, Bucks merch on that to make it a five star match. Give flip flops. Yeah, flip flops. Which, by the way, I will say on this podcast, I will buy those flip flops. I need those Young Bucks money flip flops. 
and, and also, also me, like, like you, you know, know, I want, I want the, the money, money too, too, but, but you, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would like to have the um, the, the flip-flops. Yeah, yeah I, I would, would too, man. Um, I, would I would love to have, have that, that, but... Let's, let's, let's wait to AEW for that, that for yeah. all that kind of stuff. But um, I, want I want to ask you, Russ, if you can recommend me a match, match that like Keith Lee had that was good because he, he did wrestle in the Indies, indies right? right? Or, or like, yes. is okay because uh, I can't like I can't get behind this guy and I have no idea why. And, and I, I, if, if you, you can give me like a match, maybe, maybe like I can watch it and see if I can, if I can like get behind honestly, him. Honestly, I would say watch all three of his matches in NXT with Donovan Dijak. Uh huh. Those matches were really good. Um, I think. Uh, hold on here. Might be mistaken. Oh, okay. And uh, Ricochet versus Keith Lee during uh the now defunct May it rest in peace. Uh, Defiant Wrestling at the time, Pro Wrestling, uh, the WCPW, uh, What Culture Pro Wrestling, uh, uh, Pro Wrestling World Cup USA bracket round two uh, that they did two years ago between him and Ricochet. That was actually a really good match. And uh, also, I think think and i might be mistaken this might uh the only like in terms of youtube uh-huh. match um their only matchup between keith lee and brian cage mm-hmm. which uh by the way uh I, I know i know this is on the uh bracket but uh mad love to uh sammy callahan for finally winning the big one. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i thought about that the big one folks <laughs> oh my god he's a draw now yeah a real draw yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i totally <laughs> forgot about that um i was, I was passing, passing by, by my twitter, twitter timeline yeah, yeah um so congratulations come, come on the show we, we would greatly appreciate it I mean, I mean, if I can reach out, out to him, that'd, that'd be great. Um, and I'd probably, probably do that. that. Uh, I just, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. I don't know. I mean, still, still on the topic of, like, NXT or whatnot, this is a promo shout-out as well. I'm not getting paid for this at all. But it was announced that November 9th and November 10th, Evolve will be at Queens and Brooklyn, and they're going to be having Advoco. Johnny Gargano and Champa there to do um, autograph signings on November 9th. And then on November 10th, Adelco will be doing a seminar. By the way, it's not paid. Like, I'm not getting paid to say this. It's just that I want to throw a paid thing. It's not. I just want to throw it out there because I would love to get those guys on the podcast just to talk about stuff. Um, and I hope that it can go through. We can actually get that done. And um, I still like the fact that they're. Utilizing evolve, you know, evolve is homegrown. Uh, Gabe, who does the booking over there and everything, you know, he's still a good guy and everything. Um, I used to help out for evolve and being like part of the ring crew and just helping out people and stuff like that. So, yeah, evolve is coming back. Well, probably not coming back. They've probably been doing shows and I don't know, but that's what's happening. Uh, for, for any fans, fans out there, you know, listening to this, 
if, if you, you want to try to get their attention to have, have them come on the podcast, podcast all, all you have, have to do is just like retweet, comment. That's, that's like the, the, the freest form of uh, paying, paying us back, back in, a in a way. Let me see. So the the women in NXT are so great. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they're so, so exciting. exciting, and because Mayhem had broken out during the last episode, um, William Regal was like, we're going to have war games. This, this is, is the first time ever women are going to be in a war games style gimmick, match, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, guys? I love it. I'm ready for it. Uh, I, I like it. But I, I have some issues with uh, one particular competitor that's in the match, and of course, uh, it is uh, the the bestest. Um, yeah, tell me who that is. Hold on, who's the bestest? Her name excuse me real quick, but I apologize in advance. Um, it's okay, Bianca Blair. There you oh, go. oh, she's, she's called, called. Oh, that's, that's right. That, that, that makes sense. The bestest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I feel like th- this was like uh out of nowhere stealth turn. And I think the only reason why I say that is because the fact that as soon as uh Rhea Ripley came on to NXT uh TV here in the States, uh I think both Yoshirai and uh, uh Beyond just kind of see the fact that you know they're trying to steal her thunder like like it's kind of the uh, and i like to use this because it's a great analogy it's the cassius ono theory which is you know you have this world traveler striker you have your you and he's going to be established he's going to be established uh person to push talent Uh and then you get these new shiny toys and everyone's like Cassius who? Mm. You know. Okay. And and I think that's that's their their spot right now is because Cassius like and and I've seen Cassius in in person before. He he's 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 a tremendous athlete. He is. Like throughout the years yep. no matter big or skinny or slightly muscular um he he will still go at that same gear that he's known for uh, since his early days of Ring of Honor, um, yep, and C- CCW too, um, but I-, I think what's going on, what that's the position that Yoshirai and uh, Bianca Blair is in. So I think the fact that they did that is kind of a interesting uh, thing that they can do because that could play as a role to. Um, to eventually like tear down the the four horsewomen down once yeah. and for all. Well, in this case, the three, and that could make it into uh, where Shayna Baszler is gonna lose the NXT Women's Title eventually. But the question is, whoever gets that pinfall on her, which I'm I'm assuming that's gonna be the finish. Someone's gonna pin or tap out uh, Shayna Baszler. But the question is who? Yeah. Because yeah. we also have, have like Candice in here too, too right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Candace. It's Candice LeRae. Uh, 
Rhea Ripley and Look. Team Kick. Yeah, yeah. The Dakota Kai and uh, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know the other chick's, chick's name. name. I'm so uh, sorry. Tegan. 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 Yeah. AKA Lady Kane. Yes. I love her choke slams. They're just the best. Wow, you don't like, see that often. Yeah, like she, she's like five. I think she's like five eight, five nine around my height, and, and she, she could lift some girls up. Like I, I sat there. I'm like, she's going to heaven. Nope, she's going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Damn, dude. <laughs> okay, she's she going, going to heaven. heaven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's going to heaven. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Like right. I, I personally believe, if there was a, ever one intergender match between uh, Drake Maverick and uh, <laughs> Tia Knox, she would send him straight to hell. Oh, oh my, my god. god! And I, I will, I will applaud and give her like a fake Oscar and say that was the best performance. Five stars, like ten stars, and, and, and we, we all, all know that, that uh, Drake, Drake Maverick would like. Sir. <laughs> We, we all know, know that Drake, Drake would love it. it. <laughs> He'll, He'll love it. it. Yeah, he would. <laughs> unless the unless uh, the twenty four seven title is around her waist, then that that would be even more. That'd, that'd be, be funny. funny. Yeah. That, that belt, man. I thought I, thought I was, was gonna, gonna hate, hate that belt, belt but, but that belt, belt is, is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just have around. But anyway, no. Yeah. Uh, and uh, something something that a lot of people pointed out was there's only. There's five girls for Team Baszler, and then there's uh, for Rhea's team, it's only four girls. So that's opening a lot of questions for who um, might actually be on their team. And it, it, it strikes me as uh, ironic. They just signed to NXT. Uh, I just had her name, uh, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Which, oh, that's right. She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who she is. Means if they, if, and she's been in Evolve for mm-hmm. a while now. So yeah. you might assume she might be one of the only few that actually will get to debut and not spend too much time in the WWE uh, performance oh, center. Yeah. I, I think she's going to be the mystery partner. Uh, for for Team Ripley because you know they're they're gonna set it up say like well we we looked far and wide for a tag team partner we 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 were confused we we didn't know what to do we needed someone that who knows how to cause chaos in a war hmm. that's or her. in this case have tank. the balls yeah. to do it and then comes out uh, Shotzi Blackheart. In her tank mm-hmm. and chicken, by the way. Yeah, she has a chicken additionally to the tank. Which, if you follow Shotzi Blackheart on Instagram, you, you'd see it and you'd be like, she had all that? She's going to NXT? Wow. <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about uh, Shayna Baszler still being uh, an NXT Women's Champion? I think I she think might it, break Oscar's record. But uh, it so. took two reigns to break the record, though. I mean, Oscar had a, had it in like one single reign. Yeah. And but yeah. I think it, it's one of those things. It's like 
you kind of hate Baszler like on a on a kayfabe level, and you want to see who can dethrone Baszler at this point. It's just, it's a game at this point, and it's a good game because like Baszler, like she's not particularly like a bad wrestler at all. She can draw heat, she can draw attention, like it, it's there. And then at the, at this point of the game right now, it's just like okay, well, you've lined up a, a whole bunch of competitors in front of Baszler, and she's been able to knock them all off and. You know, it upsets you, but now it's just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for who's gonna step up. Whoever that person beats up, Basler for the champ. They will be uh, the vision will be uh, going after the new champ, which we still don't. But it's like I think they threw. Io Shirai too early into the into the title picture mix. Mm-hmm. It was good for that point, but I felt like you know, like you know, much like uh, Russ stated earlier, it's like okay, well, they're probably going to be there to help grow the and enhance the talent that they have on the roster. Which, okay, cool, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like okay, well, you have a mountain of talent, you know, you should be able to use them, you know, effectively and accordingly. Um. I understand that there's probably a few women on the roster that probably shouldn't get that shot yet, but if they look at the track record for, let's just say, New Japan Pro Wrestling, for example, for any new champion, like, you know, they'll they'll throw people into that mix. Like, it doesn't matter which kind of champion it is. Let's just say, like, um, the heavyweight championship. Like, before they get to the bigger names, they'll throw in a few jobbers in there and give them a shot just to add to, you know, the fact that, like, you know, that this guy can defend, this guy could go, and whatever. And it'll be the same for, like, the junior heavyweight right now. I think, like, Bushi put his mm-hmm. name in the hat to go up against uh, Osprey right now. And Osprey's just like, at first he was like, nah. And then he was like, yeah, you know what? After we're done Super uh, Junior Tag League, Okay, yeah, you'll you, you'll get your shot, but I think like, because like Fabushi in LIJ, like I don't know if he's really that big of a draw, except maybe in a few areas where LIJ is popular in Japan. But other than that, it's just like it's whatever. And I felt like they should have done that for a while first before they started going to the well for, uh, the bigger names. Do you, you want to lead us into some New Japan, Japan updates? updates? Uh, as of right now, uh, the current feuds in New Japan as stand. So Kota Ibushi still has his ticket to uh, Wrestle Kingdom. You guys might have saw a jab at that at uh, AEW. Yeah. Um, Intercontinental Championship match currently right now is Hiroki Goto versus uh, is in line against Jay White, who is the current champion. Uh, the open weight championship uh, match, is Kenta right now to. versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii, which is I, I'm also looking forward to that match too. Like I, I've never seen the open weight championship being put, you know, so far up right now the way it has been because of these guys right now. Like no, no one would really look at that championship and really care for it. I, I think they tried when they had like um, Osprey holding it for a little while when mm-hmm. he did. Uh, tai Chi. Well, you're forgetting Jeff uh, Jeff Cobb and, hold it, and then Tai Chi. Then I, f- uh, I forgot about Jeff Cobb. The the fact yeah, that he didn't hold that, it for that, that was, long. 
Uh, I think the reason for that was because um, they Jeff, Jeff wanted to be more in mainland uh, U.S. for about another year because he said at one point he wants to do uh, an uh, G one next year, which it might be cool. It might it will be definitely cool to see him do that. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I'm noticing this uh, every year around this time. It seems like the big, um, the big matchups are are coming from the never open weight title, and it it, it has like this popularity up until uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and then it's like kind of back to kind of like the slumber until like the uh uh the new japan cup and then obviously g1 which helps helps that title in terms of like uh you know we need title matches in between these so it makes sense it, it kind of does i mean there there are certain times where the promotion will definitely put over that championship which is which is good um then there are just times where just like you know every, everything takes a back seat like especially like you know the intercontinental championship where i felt like you know naito could have done a, a whole lot of a better job if he actually cared about mm -hmm. holding a championship because any championship you hold is just basically just like you know being yeeted literally like 20 feet <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember the first time he, he whipped a like the the heavyweight championship yeah. before he won the intercontinental championship he was whipping around that heavyweight championship like it was just like absolutely nothing i'm like how heavy is that thing and how high did he toss it everybody says, says it's super, super heavy. heavy i would like, like to hold, hold it one, one day. day just, just to hold, hold it. it um i felt the intercontinental well, championship well being that both me and epic have uh well, mine being like what I like to call the seventy-five percent scale for scale replica of of the IWGP titles, I, I would say they're fairly heavy. Oh, they're still uh, fairly heavy, yeah. especially the Intercontinental, because um, uh, they have the uh, I think it's the that belt and the U.S. belt is the only one right now that has the uh, it's a five tier like uh belt metal like five plated yeah yeah five plated while i think the i the world title is still three or i think that well they redid the intercontinental they made everything single plated but they just yeah. kind of uh they did uh jeez i forgot what that phrase is called but i think it just says like they just kind of like you know imprinted the design yeah. on sort of thing yeah yeah like I, I like i like the uh the junior and the uh heavyweight tag team titles because it's a simple but detailed belt which I, I would like to see uh a more more simplistic belts coming out like uh nw nwa which uh i, I know we're going to get to eventually but well uh, nwa closes the podcast I know I love I love what they did with the the women's belt because it's so simplified like it, it, to a T, and also with that little throwback of the picture of the champion in the in the uh, middle, uh, where it represents like the crown jewel, the champion, which is cool. I I like that 
because it, 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 it in looking in other uh, championship title belts uh, from the past that the NWA has used, that belt has the most common like rarity of them all because it's that belt was a very hard belt to find because they switched to what was the former belt with that small, really small plate and like the two other smaller plates. Uh, I think that was uh, the early 80s edition belt. I think I might be mistaken. But um, yeah, the right now, uh, in terms of belts right now, uh, though it looks very cheap, <laughs> this is not a knock against uh, New Japan. It's supposed to look like a rough belt anyway in the first place. Uh, the Never Open Weight title definitely is like the belt everyone's wanting to gun for. I'm going to have to eventually, eventually catch up on New Japan. Japan. I, I sort, sort of miss it. it. I mean, you're not missing out too much right now. I feel the current feuds are okay. I feel like, yeah, their, their momentum has slowed down mm-hmm. um, because of the fumble of their uh, current situations or some uh, talents out there are injured. There are still, uh, like, you know, the loss of uh, certain other talent mm-hmm. uh, plus whatever internal things are going on in the office right now plus i feel like you know ghetto's booking has definitely uh i don't know decreased in in quantity and quality or it's just like i feel like they're like he focuses way too much um into his investments so like you know okada being one of them at yeah. the one point drop with okada now he's doing the same thing with Jay White right now. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to give this guy, like, a mega push to the moon, which they did. And yeah. now, Jay's, like, Jay White, I felt like if he had this kind of swagger going into it, like, right now would have been amazing. But, like, the fact that, like, you know, after they, they gave him these accolades and now he's bumped down to mid-card. And Jay, if you've been watching his promos, his after-match promos right now, they're a lot more enjoyable than they were before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he had that going with him, I don't know, going into, like, you know, the main event picture, then sure. But I feel like, you know, they, they're probably going to say, well, like, you know, I don't think there's, like, a definite main event picture Yeah, they have going on for him right now. Like, I don't think, I don't know, besides, like, uh, a few of the main event slots where they had the anywhere from the six-man tag match to eight-man tag match where they have, like, Okada featured in the matches and i think he just recently finished up his feud with sonata okay Okay. and uh that that's one guy i would love to see champion at one point even if it's an intercontinental champion because like i feel like he's definitely long overdue compared to a lot of the other guys on the roster i don't know why they're not giving him uh, a mid-card strap is beyond me but i feel like this guy is owed someone at some point yeah Mm -hmm. Eventually, Eventually, hopefully, hopefully he'll get, get it. it. Um, it's, it's just a matter, matter I mean, I know, I know every guy in uh, Japan wants the the belt. belt. You, know, you know, they want to be recognized and they want to be like, like yeah, yeah, you deserve, deserve it. it. You know, you're a champion. champion. You did, did all the work, work and everything. Uh, I, I guess it's just a matter of uh, time playing out. Even though I know that Sonata has been working really, really hard. Because even when Kenny was there and Young Bucks was there and I was watching... New Japan, Japan mainly. mainly. Um, all, all those guys, guys 
worked, worked so, so hard to, to tell, tell their story, story, you know, to, to tell, tell their, their, um, their feuds, feuds and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think, um, and I think we're gonna see this a lot now, because um, with them going back to uh, uh, the the uh, multi-year contract, uh, because it used to be, I think a lot of people uh, missed out on this factoid that. Most of New Japan's uh, uh, roster was on one-year deals, and um, I think that helped the company sustain a lot more. Uh-huh. But now, with the, especially with the, when uh, obviously the OCs, uh, AJ Styles, Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Shinsuke mm-hmm. leaving. Um, they they were afraid that oh they got shook um, up yeah they shook it up real quick but I think they were surprised the fact that I think more surprised uh mainly out of the Yum Bucks because uh they thought those guys were gonna like tag along with them yeah, yeah. uh in terms of like a working arrangement and uh, I think they're gonna have a working arrangement down the down the road but. I think right now Ring of Honor is kind of watching ROH, seeing what what their front office is doing because, you know, with the fact that now uh, that Access is, owns the U.S. rights for the New Japan shows and that being an impact-controlled environment, and and me knowing specifically because I, I I've come to understand this that uh, Ring of Honor and Impact's relationship is probably the most volatile, like toxic relationship you'll ever see. Probably um, is. I, I think New Japan is. Uh, I think that's the reason why a lot of New. I think if if you. Uh, notice a lot of Ring of Honor shows now are a little bit more smaller and uh, they're now doing shows more in the Manhattan Center which uh, I, I know is a l- it's slightly bigger than the Hammerstein but it's like yeah, yeah it, it is, is slightly, slightly bigger. bigger I've, I've been, been there um, many, many times when Ring of Honor came to uh, New York City but lately uh, they, they haven't been booking Ring of Honor shows um, at, at the, the Manhattan, Manhattan Center, Center like um even, Even though, though I don't really keep, keep up with Ring, Ring of Honor and people, you know, if, if anyone's hearing this, might think I'm hypocritical or whatever because I'm like, hey, yeah, I used to go and not, you know. But uh, I don't see, I don't see them booking, booking much um, at Hammerstein or Manhattan Center. Like, like they're both in the same building. Um, they, they they tend to go more around the like 34th Street area, a little bit on the west side and stuff like that, but. I rarely see anything on Twitter to be like, Rigor Vaughn is coming back to New York City. New York City used to be their staple, used to be their home. I have no idea what happened other than I could just guess, you know, contract miscommunications or like bad blood or whatever. But, you know, if Rigor Vaughn ever gets to hear this, I do miss them. 
I, 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 I really, really do. do. I, I miss, miss them. them. Um, you, you know, know I, I wish, wish that they, they could, could be here more. Um, or well, I think what's happening is they're wanting to now because I've I have noticed they run more, um, close to like the Baltimore and the Philadelphia area. I think yeah, they're gonna. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna frequent those two areas a lot more in terms of like, uh, live events. Uh, I think for like big shows, I think, I think next year they they should do, um, like uh, the annual survival of the fittest like, uh, tournament. I think, um, honestly, they need to like say like, hey, um we want to do this two night tournament like you know i think i think they need to have as much as i hate to say it because i think by themselves right now i think they're actually pretty good uh-huh. especially with the fact that their newest working relationship with ipw in england uh is really helped or one pw i think if no it's ipw um is really giving them a lot of uh help in in terms of like uh they they said that uh i think recently the honor united tour that went through uh three cities in yeah. europe yeah uh was was probably their best um uh, uh tour dates in recent memory because um when it's not roh and uh C- cmll it's kind of like oh okay these are younger guys but i think a lot of a lot of fans are are too busy looking at you know kenny omega and the the other shows yeah they they forget those guys came through roh yeah to mm-hmm. some degree so I, I think they should give ring of honor a chance but i do believe new japan's gonna um lessen their relationship i think uh see i think they're also gonna uh ease up on their uh cmml cmll relationship uh with uh with uh new japan as well because it it seems like they don't they do less uh, as ring of honor grows more more into the united states they're gonna they're gonna want in on it and i think they're not i I think it shouldn't happen yeah Yeah. honestly it there's no room to grow if you can't do it on your own that That is true they They did grow great great, and then once you know know, people kept uh leaving and signing new contracts to uh green and pastures i think that's what it is they still have like their core people there you know they have like dawson castle and um uh matt, matt taven, taven uh i don't, I don't know what happened with, with the kingdom because you know that was that was a thing um still um, kind of a thing but not really what yeah. happened they're, they're still, still there still kind of a thing but not really oh, okay yeah. well, well the, the kingdom, kingdom is there somewhere uh the, the briscoes are like born and bred ring, ring of honor, honor. They're, they're not, not going, going anywhere else um uh yeah i mean like i tend to to watch watch Dalton Castle's uh, Planet Planet Peacock Peacock, uh, YouTube YouTube series, his vlogs. Mm -hmm. Again, Again, not paid promotion for that. that. Um, And and they're they're very entertaining, so so, I get my Ring of Honor updates through him. 
uh, which, which is, is like super, super cool, cool just to watch another wrestler who does vlogs and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I hope, I hope one day Ring of Honor does get back to where it once was, and, and it creates awesome homegrown talent because. Uh, the, the guys, guys that, that we're seeing in WWE, the guys we're seeing in uh, New Japan and AEW and TNA and even probably MLW, um, every one of those guys started in Ring of Honor no matter what. So I, I, would, I would like to see some more homegrown people, people you know, branch out, go to, go to Ring of Honor, make, make it big, and then once again, I guess, I guess leave. leave. I guess it's a never-ending cycle of, of yeah. wrestling, you know? <laughs> Well, and the fact that um, uh, one of my favorite new uh, new favorite people to watch, uh, and and, it, and it's mostly because I'm a stickler to uh, his ring style, and that's uh, Josh the Goods Woods. Uh, him and uh, him and Silas Young recently tagging up. I'm like, this is awesome. You got a technically sound submission artist in Josh Goodwoods and then you got Silas Young the most like manliest of men. Yeah yeah yeah. He's, He's just the last like, real tag man. Teaming to get, yeah. Tag teaming together. Like, Look, sorry. Ring of Honor, I want you to listen to this. I don't I don't care what you call the call them, but to me they are the last serious men of Ring of Honor. Okay? They're the last men of honor. Boom. There's their tag team name. Free plug. I guess, I guess right? right? All right, I, I gotta, gotta report, report that down. down. That's, That's an hour and five minutes in, so that way I know. Um, <laughs> to give, give them that. that. <laughs> um, does, does anybody else want to say a few words, words before you move on to AEW? No. All right, cool. cool. We, we, we covered, covered. I guess we covered all the Ring of Honor and everything. AEW is a lot to cover because I know we didn't do this on Tuesday, but um. I guess, I guess we, we can, can well, well, last Tuesday, Tuesday really. Uh, I, I do just, just want to start, start talking about John Moxley. Um, he's such a firecracker. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. Uh, we're we're going to have like an unsanctioned, unsanctioned match at Full Gear. Him versus, versus Kenny, Kenny Omega in a lights out match. Uh, whoever wins, it does not matter uh, because... AEW is not going to be responsible for what these guys do to each other in the ring. Um, do you think that hurts the story, the competitors in the long run? It's like a question mark on there. I think it's going to be one of those where it's going to be like... Um, it, it's, it's a fresh concept for everybody right now because AEW is just like... Throwing in the wins and losses columns. Not not everyone is used to this concept where there's like, oh yeah, it should matter. But now like it's actual like a sports statistic. Like you could probably take this on pro line and make a gambling bet off of it based on wins and losses, but it's still like, you know, predetermined outcomes. Um having that uh going in is just like I mean are they going to use this like to further their story a little bit? Like, are they going to have like a, a main show that they're going to, I guess, like, you know, finalize all this thing, like a WrestleMania some sort, as opposed to like, you know, using that for a title reign later down the line. 
which I think they're going to do, um, like, uh, I, I, I would honestly say, because um, since they already technically had their uh, WrestleMania with All Out this past month, uh, two months ago, I think now is the, the question of what's going to be your second biggest show besides Double or Nothing? Because, uh, and All all or um all, all out. out because i i honestly think they should do they should have their uh second biggest show actually on the uh every year on the date that they formed AEW hmm. well week of at least so make it format there well are we, Are we talking, talking about when all when all, all out? When no. it was officially oh. announced to the oh. public, so like the oh. press conference was in like early, okay. like the third week of January. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, uh, but in terms of the John Moxley, which by the way, if anyone hasn't watched the promo that he did on AEW TV, go watch it. That was some intensity. That it was, yeah. yeah. I think WWE can't match right now because obviously they have their hands full with uh, the the whole Fiend fiasco mm-hmm. and trying to put a Band-Aid over it. Um, more recently, uh, which we will probably get into more next week, uh, the Jordan Miles uh, controversy. Uh, <laughs> Wait, well, hold on. Do, 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 do you really want to go there? Uh, I mean, like, I, 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 I say whatever. The, I say whatever, whatever I want. I want to. I, I, I want to <laughs> do. I want to do like a deep dive into this situation in terms of that. But that... how deep you want to go? Yeah, yeah. yeah like how uh, deep you want to go, go, man? Because <laughs> look, like, it's uh, uh, this is this, this is episode four. four? I don't, I don't want to take it, it even, even though, though like we have, have our opinions here and there, but you know, you know I don't want to take it. it. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Like it's just like a general like, just uh, I think next week, and I think this is healthy for all of us because we are fans that we need to talk about like the state of like what is acceptable in a general census now because I mean. A lot, a lot of people have been getting in trouble this past year, um, uh, just for stepping on a lot of people's toes. So it's like a lot of uh, the question is now, where's the fine line, and where where can we go with it? Like it. All right. Society. We will. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll do, do it, it next week. week. We'll, we'll see how this goes. goes. We'll play, we'll play it by, by ear. ear. I would, I would say, say that on this podcast, podcast we'll play it by ear. Because, I mean, when, when it first all happened, I had some stuff to, stuff to say, but I didn't put anything, anything on Twitter. Twitter but I guess we could talk about it and see how we could try to help rather than being, like, yeah. all negative. Because there's always two sides to two, you know, two sides to every story. And I was just wondering if, like, Cornette put, put you up to that. No, no, no. That's just, like... It's it was an interesting like kind of, like shocking kind of a thing. Yes, like, it, it, it just kind of came out of left field out of nowhere, like an RKO. Out of, uh, 
it just it, it, it really heavy. just threw me off. It was, like, it was it's, like, okay, it's, it's gonna, gonna be super heavy, heavy and, and I can definitely tell you that, that um, uh, it's gonna be intense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we might, might have, have to do, do it on a Monday because I work on, on yeah. uh, next Tuesday. Tuesday. We, we could do that, that so, so we, we can have you there. there. But you guys, guys who listen, listen to all that on the next, next podcast, uh, maybe, maybe we won't, won't sugarcoat things. And if you guys get upset, oh, well, you know, you know we're, we're not, not here to please everybody. Just a disclaimer at the beginning of the thing. That's it. Warning, you might get triggered. But trigger warning, trigger trigger noise. That is a friendly disclaimer. Uh, yeah, yeah warning. warning. It's even, Even when, when you, you know, know he, he had his run, run WWE, WWE, like, like I, I never understood this guy. guy. Uh, I, never I never got behind him. Um, I just know that he's there. And no matter what, I guess I'll, I'll be the one in the, the background to like support him and whatever he does. But I'm not gonna cheer or boo for him. When, when he came out with that promo, I'm still thinking about it now after watching it last night. I do not want his feud with Kenny to like end. After, after full, full gear, gear and like every single intricate storyline that he has with Kenny and he has with Pac, I don't, I don't know if he has with Hangman yet, yet, but like I just, I just don't want to see him and Kenny's feud just end at full gear. gear. You, know, you know, like whatever, whatever happens, 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 but I still, I still want some uh, some good, good fun sprinkled out, out. You know? Yeah, yeah, I could definitely. Uh agree with that um i think this is gonna be uh, um this match like uh, it, it definitely brings me back to uh a, a dust a dusty roads rick flair like the intensity that flair or dusty had when he came back from injuries that you put hard times yeah, yeah. on the american dream you put hard times on the american dream and you're gonna hear it, but you're gonna hear it in a new way. In in this in this case, the fact that Tony Khan, uh, is saying like, "Look, this has gone far enough mm-hmm. in terms of our legal obligation. You need to, you could do this match if you want to, or you could just say, hey, scrap the match, and we could do.'" I could go wrestle someone else, but yeah, yeah. knowing Dean, knowing or not Dean, uh, John, and especially since now he's going into that second gear that I think we didn't see a lot in his WWE times. Uh, this is the second gear that he had when he was a part of the Switchblade conspiracy with uh, Sammy Callahan. Oh. This is this is this is that intensity, that hardcore deathmatch, or as uh, Jim Cornette would call it, the uh, mud show wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think we're gonna see for the first time. I think the true test of toughness that Kenny has. Yeah, because I think up till this point, 
and I, I might be mistaken, but I think he he fought. Um, uh, I can't think of his name on top of my head, but uh, it, 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 I had to. Are you I talking about recently? You mean? About. I mean, the, the only, only person he fought was like Joey Janela. For, for like, like hardcore, hardcore stuff. stuff. Yeah, Joey Janelle. Oh, okay. I'm talking like uh back in the like uh his early days. Uh how, how far, far back are we going? going? We're talking like the original like first ten years of Ring of Honor. We're talking, uh, I mean um we're talking like Age of the Fall. Oh like, like when yeah. Jimmy Jacobs, Jacobs and um uh Tyler Black was in there too. Um uh I can't think of the uh, Necro Butcher. There oh, you go. God, God Necro, Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher. I think only one time, and that was in his career. I think that was right before he did that whole big excursion into uh, DDT wrestling. And uh, well, I think yeah, DDT wrestling only. But uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I-, I think this is like gonna be his first real like touch and go moment with with that type of wrestling yeah, yeah. uh plus, plus now, now that you know uh since, since you want to bring up that kenny, kenny omega versus necro butcher match that, that was like, like when kenny was like still you know, you know early, early in the business now, now he's like way super matured and i think he'll be able to handle it i just hope that you know both guys wrestle or beat each, each other up safely however this is gonna, gonna happen uh i still want both of them around to make more stories and yeah. stuff like that so i'd rather have like a nice safe match but still good um uh, i i think we're gonna see it in the scale of what uh randy orton versus uh mick foley in terms of oh, like, wow. that intensity like yeah, 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 minus minus the 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 blood flow because yeah, yeah. McFoley had paper has paper skin for forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, during that time, so I'm like, look, I, I love Kenny, but I don't want him looking like a a bloody pork chop. Okay? I, I, I really don't, don't either, but you know, uh, Kenny, Kenny will be okay. okay. Which, Which, by the way, Kenny, Kenny came out in a sans costume, uh, representing Undertale, Undertale which was nice. nice. <laughs> I enjoyed that so much. It was it was, it was, was super, super super nice. nice. I was like, oh, this, this is so cool. cool. I kind of marked, marked out. <laughs> uh, one day I'll get around to playing Undertale. Undertale. I just I don't know how long that game is. is. Does anyone know how long the game is? It's pretty long. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's pretty, pretty long. long. Damn it. Yeah. Epic, Epic, have, have you tried, tried it before? Never have I ever. <laughs> like twelve hundred long. Uh, I would say about uh, depending on. There's two schools of thought. There's the passive, and then there's the murderous route. The murderous route is a little bit shorter, but the passive route, which is a lot more satisfying, is like about nine, ten. Nine, nine ten, ten hours or days? Uh, hours. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not, not, that's that's not that, that bad, bad. I, guess. I guess. That's like three days. That's like two or yeah. three days. Well, well mm-hmm. on your time. I mean, I mean, like, like one, one day, day, one day I'll, I'll play, play um, Undertale. Um, all right, so I, uh, I, I noticed that Jericho has a time machine because when he was wearing that smooth-looking pumpkin blazer and his hair all done, he was, like, in his 30s. I was, I was like, like uh, what is up with this Jericho? Like, so happy. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Jericho's, Jericho's the best. best. 
I think, I think, and if anyone wants to obviously school me in this, be, be, uh, by all means, uh, uh, hit me up on Twitter about that, but, um, I, I, I like the evolution of from scarves to the vest, uh, vests that he started wearing towards the end of his last WWE run, mm -hmm. and then to the jacket the leather jacket and uh, scarves. Now it's leather jacket and uh, custom-made suits with designs on it. I'm like, he is the thriftiest man on earth. He, he is. He's going to make everything look good. He, he is. is. And, and then he, has, he, has, he, he does, does it like, like he, he takes, takes years off his actual, actual age, which is uh, kind of cool. Um, he's a fine wine. He is. He's, he's definitely, definitely that's, that's why, you know, he's he... a fine bubbly. <laughs> There, there we go. go. Let me do it. And do you guys feel like, like uh, it's it, it's getting ridiculous whenever uh, you, know, you know something happens and it's like a fifteen-minute fame thing, and they all make make T-shirts for people to buy because the newest the newest limited edition T-shirt is the um, I got a ticket T-shirt. Do you guys think that you know in the end that kind of hurts the so-called T-shirt company? Not really. Yeah, I think it'll just sell regardless. It'd sell regardless because, like, you know, I mean, I think when when you look at it this way, this is a promote. They're they're making shirts for promotion. Like the average amount of shirts that Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling has is about like thirty five like thirty five to forty five designs and that's not including their impact logo ones so I think now we're 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 seeing we're we're seeing them fill fill out only two two designs of uh only two there's only two shirt designs for AEW and the rest is like oh this is all wrestler shirts. Yeah. This is good. Like, you know, you know we, we have, have the Young Bucks designs, designs and uh, the, uh, we, we have, have the newest uh, Young Bucks, well, well elite shirt, shirt called uh, BTE Story. Story. I don't, I don't know, know if you guys, guys saw the latest Halloween episode of Being the Elite. I did. I didn't know. Oh, oh my god, god, that was so great from start to finish. That's like, like one of the best things that I've ever saw. Um, so, so like, you know, little things like that, when that came out, they came out with the shirt. Um, but, but anyway, uh, did, did you guys, guys get the chance to watch when they cut to, uh, this is still in AEW, when, when uh, Tony Schiavone and, uh, Cody, Cody are in the limo, and Tony is reminiscing, you know, a couple stories about his dad and all that. Did you, did you guys feel that was a little too long to be, like, taking the spot way too, too long, dude? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I mean, it was on the it was on the dark. No, no it wasn't. No, it was on the main show. It was on the main show. Really? It cut into it cut into the uh, the tag match where it was uh, John Silver and his partner versus uh, Rick and Morty. Oh lord. <laughs> well, you had best friends come out as Rick and Morty. Yeah. So you know, which was which was entertaining. It was nice. You know, we we need to protect Orange Cassidy. He is a he is a uh, he he is a national treasure. Yeah, yeah he, he is. Especially as as Morty. Okay, <laughs> really not. He, actually, actually, he didn't, didn't dress, dress up as Morty. Morty. 
Uh, uh, you had, had, um... He dressed up as Rick. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm just saying he, he he's. I he think must he... protect the good mahogany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think the hands down the highlight of the show was um, besides last week's great quote of the year by Jim Ross saying, "Good, good God Almighty." They're gonna tear up the Dippin' Dots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. Oh <laughs> the quote gosh. of the year. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. And I'm like, I showed my mom that. She's like, well, now I'm hungry for Dippin' Dots. I'm like, oh See, my god. This is this is the influential uh, advertising at its finest. <laughs> and, and um, and, and Dippin' Dots, Dots contacted, contacted Cody, Cody to be like, hey, hey don't you know, you know don't, don't mess, mess up any more spots. You know, we'll, we'll give you your, your own um, Dippin' Dots flavor, which is Rocky Rocky Roads. I was, I was like, like oh, that's, that's so funny, guys. So, so, so funny. funny. Um, I, I do, do want to mention that um, the, the match that Hangman had against uh, Sammy Guevara, in which Hangman went over, I was like, that was an awesome match from start to finish. Uh, both of those guys are great athletes inside the ring, and, um, you know, Hangman saying that he's now going to be doing cowboy shit because he challenged Pac. Um... Which, which is kind of cool, you know. You know. I, like I like Pac being on AEW, being his mysterious self. Being, being the bastard. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that character. And uh, can I say, the fact that they're booking him so strong with, with that uh, with, with that submission hold, the yeah. uh, Rings of Saturn uh, submission hold... It, I, I never seen anyone literally pass out from a Rings of Saturn move like that the way uh Pac did to Kenny. Yeah. It it shocked a lot of people. I was like, whoa. Well, that is He modified rough. it. That, that's the only way you could pass out from that if you modify it. Because you, you know, know the, the original Rings of Saturn, Saturn you're on the you're on the, the canvas. canvas. So, so it's, it's not, not like, like yeah. you know, you, you have, have enough room there to actually uh uh, basically, basically take the, the oxygen, oxygen away from your opponent. opponent. So, so the way that Pac does it is totally different than anything else. else. And if, if you, you did not mention that, that was Rings of Saturn, I probably would have never remembered that, you know, that, that, the name of it. He oh, has Perry a new Saturn, name for it, which... What happened? Yeah, Perry Saturn, we love you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. He's the originator. We miss you. <laughs> Say hi to the Moppy for us. Uh, yes. Ah, Moppy. Oh, oh my god. god. Moppy, Moppy. <laughs> you at home, you're you're gonna you're gonna after you're gonna listen to this episode, you're gonna go, Moppy, Moppy, and we're all gonna be there with you. If, if someone comments that they uh, said it in their dream, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be on you, Russ. <laughs> okay, I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> no, um, the maneuver is called the brutalizer. That's what it's called. For, for Pac. Uh, for yeah. Pac's ring of oh, okay, Saturn. Okay. It's called the Brutalizer. Okay. Which, Which makes, makes perfect, perfect sense because he's, he's the bastard. bastard. Yes. <laughs> Such a bastard. He is. If, 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 he, if, he, if he ever hears, hears this. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to yell at me. <laughs> he's he's going to yell, yell at all of us. <laughs> he's going to call us wankers and shit. You know? Oh my god. But... I, I, I want to also uh, briefly address. Um, I I think they found the perfect foothold for Jake Hager uh, to enter in AEW. 
uh, in terms of like having his first match for them um, by taking out Dusty Rhodes uh, during a promo yeah. segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're gonna, definitely going to see, and I think it's a it's a real safe bet, only because of two reasons. Because a, um, Dustin really hadn't had a high profile besides his brother him and his brother yeah and young bucks mm-hmm. but besides that he needed a, a high profile match i think this is the this is a great uh transition to have not only uh the debut of jake hager um come into a- aew as an uh, as a competitor but also uh to to uh, uh, to improve uh, Dusty's or not Dusty Dustin's uh, 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 credibility as someone to pass uh, pass the torch, so to speak, to to the younger generation. Because I mean, he's gonna be there forever, but um, I don't see him like wrestling for the rest of his life i mean yeah, I yeah he's yeah. gonna i think he's got a couple more years definitely and then he'll he'll retire quietly yeah, yeah i can see, see that. that um he, he should, should you know either, either retire quietly, quietly or if we if, if he, he really 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 really, really, really wants, wants to like stop wrestling you know, know do, do a, a nice celebration and then just keep him in the back as, as an agent, agent you know, know helping out the younger, younger guys scouting people and stuff like that um you know, because at, at the end, end of, at the end, end of the day, day every single wrestler is like you know being a part of a family. family. So you know, know yep. that's what it is. Um, so, so epic, epic. Uh, is Sammy Guevara still not over with you as a heel? Uh, it's gonna take some time. <laughs> it's still an awkward transition for me. I should, I should probably, probably send you like, like his vlogs. So, so that, that way you can understand more. Because it kind of ties in with everything that he does. Yeah, I, I might look into those later. I know he posts on YouTube. I know they kind of float around from time to time in my recommendations, but yeah, I, I just don't care for him so much. I guess <laughs> I should watch him though. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, if you, only, if you, if you give, give a few episodes, episodes to try, um, um, it's, it's not, not like I would, I would highly suggest watching immediately. Uh, that's uh, super fun to always watch, and there's something different about it with Sammy's vlogs. Um, it's it's, it's like, like a wrestling style, style you know, to get, get behind, behind the scenes, scenes and stuff like that. that. Now, now he's doing little bits with uh, Brandon Cutler about uh, Brand- uh, Brandon Cutler's coming, coming in now and uh, reminding Sammy that he took those uh, Cody Rhodes knees to the gut. And, you know, you know Sammy's, Sammy's like, yeah, dude, I remember that. Why you keep bringing it up and um, Cutler just walks away and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear Sammy say, this is not canon, which I was like, what the, the hell? What is he trying to start? start? <laughs> like, it's, it's not, not canon. canon. What do you mean it's not canon? canon. And, and I, I think that we should start doing that in real life when um, you, don't you don't want to admit, admit something. Just, just be like, like that's, that's not canon. canon. It didn't happen. Once we start gaming after this podcast, we could we could probably go into something like that. We should try it. Yeah. But the big the big story the big story for me, um. Because I'm a big, uh, I'm a big uh, tag team guy. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Of the 
AEW Tag Team Title Belts, uh, Tag Team Title Tournament to determine the first ever uh, AEW World Tag Team Champions. Fink, get out of here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, Wait, do you, you have, have a cat, cat or a dog? dog? No, no, I'm doing, I'm doing that talking shop bit where oh, they, shit, uh, man. it's like, Fink, Fink I, get out of here. Shut uh, up, Carl. Fuck. You're an asshole. I, re- I, I was really, really like, oh my god, god you, you have a pet, pet. you need a Fink? After, after like, Fink? Oh, oh my god, god dude. dude. No, uh, I, I, I was I was genuinely excited about uh, shit, man. Uh, the match between uh, SEU yeah. and uh, the the Lucha Brothers. Uh, those guys have wrestled each other. Actually, I, I've been looking all over the internet. They only wrestled each other in terms of the. Uh, uh, Christopher Daniels Kazarian and uh, combination only four times, and this match was actually the first time uh, that Scorpio Sky and Kazarian in SCU faced off against uh, Pentagon Jr. and uh, his brother Phoenix. Yeah, it was a lucha fest, if I could say. Yeah, yeah it definitely was. was. Everything's about. Everything's about- Felt so, so smooth, smooth and everything. everything. I, I was, was invested, invested in it. it. Yeah. yeah, but that SCU later. I think uh, out of all the the times they used the SCU later, I think that maneuver uh, in this match in particular was the best one they've done to date mm-hmm. because it was so smooth. And when they showed the slow mos, like on on Twitter and everything, because people now know how to do gifts okay <laughs> I, don't, I only know how to I, I'll, I only know how to just put a pog champ right in front of someone's face and just be like pog champ oh, oh my god um now i just how i loved how watching it every time and just seeing um one of the lucha brothers getting hit with it and just like just the slow motion like you see their skin and everything just kind of like fold up with the impact i'm like wow this is bonanza and 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 the fact that um a lot of people said it's not the question of if it's the question of when in terms of like the core people in the elite which Mm -hmm. many people would say uh SU is a part of the elite. It's not. It is not. Said, it's not canon. It's not canon. <laughs> all right. Nope. Not canon nope. at all. Nada. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, okay, so, so we're, so so we're going to run with this not, not canon, canon thing. thing. Thanks, Thanks, Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I like that they chose them out of all the tag teams. Like, I I uh, when when I saw the brackets, I knew like as soon as I saw all the best friends were on there, mm-hmm. I was like, if the best friends go to the finals, that's gonna put Jim Cornette in a heart attack. Oh my god, game yeah. seven! Like, and I love Jim Cornette. I love Jim Cornette. He's he's he he's a historian like I am, in terms of like wanting to know more information about history, but sometimes. In in some cases, 
he talks with his mouth yeah uh, his foot in his mouth like and that's not a bad thing sometimes it, it just sometimes you know you have the opinion we all respect it just like it's not our vibe yeah, yeah pretty much, much. People, people take it to heart seriously, seriously and i'm just like, like guys, guys calm, calm down. down you know, you know it's, it's, it's it's printed printed saying something. He has he has valuable advice, but at the same time, you know, it's like it's advice mm-hmm. and it's an opinion. Don't take it to heart. He, he's just like, the I'm... guy that yells at kids to get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he probably does, at... dude. <laughs> Old man yells at cloud now. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably he probably does. But now, now that. Um... The Lucha, the Lucha Brothers are essentially on the back of the line. I have to wonder who's going to be the first tag team to face them. And honestly, because I actually like the idea of it, um, this being a rematch, uh, I would like to see the uh, tag team of uh, uh, Jack Evans and uh, Angelico. Um, go at it one more time because they they went at it at all uh double or nothing and that was a really good match. Yeah, like, I, I would I would definitely like to see that. But if but that's unless unless Christopher Daniels gets cleared for ring action again, mm-hmm. then I would actually like to see um the the tandem. Of and and this might actually shock people because this it's an interesting perspective. Uh, MJF and Cody, the Betterhood, uh, as their nickname is on AEW wow. uh, t-shirt. Yeah, wow. I actually wow. I think that would be a really good match. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and um, I, I think, think that eventually that tag team is gonna form. And, and I'm, I'm waiting for the day that MJF does turn on Cody. Um, MJF, MJF is getting, getting better in his, his like rebuttals and his uh, roasting and stuff like that. But I I think he's slowly turning into a baby face. He's losing. He still has arrogance, but I think he was supposed to be a heel arrogance, right? Yeah, I think it it's like by default. Yeah. Right. I think what they're trying to do is trying to do what, um, uh, you know how like when you go to uh, Disneyland and you go ride the uh, uh, the haunted mansion ride and you see the ghost spinning around in the in the kitchen. There, there's this thing called Pepper's Ghost where it's like there's a light that shines on this uh, on this mirror. Uh, that goes through these uh, mannequins and then it projects what it's supposed to be. So if if this is going to be the analogy of what uh, wrestling's version of Pepper's Ghost is, we might see it a lot we might see it a lot closer than we expect, but it won't be for a while. I, I think I think maybe towards double or nothing we might see the the turn uh, if if I could pull out the crystal ball here for a minute and just say that <laughs> I, I think I think that would be I think that would make sense it's going to be because a slow 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 turn, turn. Yeah, yeah very slow 
let's see. Um, what, what else, else about AEW? Um, their dark, dark matches are really good, good even, even if they, they don't get TV exposure. Um, and, and that's, that's what wrestling, wrestling Twitter needs to stop and you know stop complaining about, about that. Like certain matches are not on national television, but, but either, either or, if you're getting people on YouTube to watch AEW Dark, they're, they're going to come back again and they're, they're going to watch the, uh, you, know, you know, on their cable provider. Um, I just think that, you know, wrestling Twitter needs to calm down on a bunch of stuff with um, AEW because it's still new. And right now they're making, I would say like 80% the right decisions because everything else is like a learning curve, but... You know, you know nothing, nothing bad so far. You know, know? I, always I always come on this podcast and I always, I'm always like, WWE did this, and I don't want to talk about WWE because you know WWE did this and that. Now this one, this episode is let's talk about WWE. Let's open with that, and you know, let's talk about AEW halfway through the podcast. You know, it changes, and I think people just want shit overnight rather than waiting for it to blossom. Mm-hmm. And I think it. I think. A lot of the people are a little bit over um, trying to compare it to WWE uh, immediately because of the scale of the show, and I I wouldn't like I think in in a more comparison I would I think WWE did the smart move of making NXT face off against AEW because um, it, it's. Even though AEW or uh, NXT had like at least I would say nine or ten years uh, head start for for this uh, for uh, prime time on Wednesdays, um, you know you have a whole lot of people that were around uh, during the WCW era and uh, know how prime time how to work with prime time slots and and sometimes and I tell people this. The fact that we're getting bonus matches to watch for free on on YouTube says a lot. Like they yeah. want you to see to watch uh Tuesday night or Wednesday night dynamite every week. Mm-hmm. Like that that shouldn't be an issue. But it if if everyone's gonna want about it, then then you need to obviously look at yourself and go, hey, look. I need to get off Twitter for a bit. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. definitely. Um, I do, do want to say that AEW does great with, um, you know, know taking all the stupid criticism that wrestling Twitter, Twitter would give them. them. Um, but they, they, they only listen to a good handful that understands what AEW is doing um, and understand their product. Or everyone, everyone just winds in, puts and, and pushes um, an agenda that AEW is not really pushing and whatnot. So I give them all the respect in the world to listen, but filter out like all the stupid shit that people say. And it's mm-hmm. it, it's a lot. It's it's, it's, it's definitely a lot that you know they say. And most of my Twitter timeline is like negative shit, and I'm just like, oh my god, you guys need to stop. Guys, guys, really need to stop. AEW is one of a kind, and you know, you know for a fact that AEW is not going to leave no one behind. Um, like, like somebody, somebody, I forgot his name, but um, I tweeted 
I like, I like responded to him, but he, he was he had, had an interview with uh, B Priestley, and she explained that she has a full time contract with Stardom, and has a part time contract with AEW. What, what other wrestling promotion in the world um, will allow their superstar to do that? If she had signed with WWE, WWE would have been like, nope, you have to end this thing with stardom and you have to start with us. You can't work for any other promotion. AEW is giving the women and the men and whoever else they sign the freedom to still be a wrestler somewhere else. And, and still, still collect, collect a check somewhere else, else even though they're, they're getting a check, check from AEW, you know? know? Like, it's, it's we live in, in, a, in a day and age where that, that doesn't really happen. And people want to complain about that. that. Yeah. Um, I, I think people need to stop looking at it at, at, at AEW as a... At, and compare it to... Um, to the bigger shows they need to they need to look at it from uh from the nxt perspective because now that they're coming out of the shadow of and and a lot of people have said with especially with the announcement that uh for the first time nxt is going to be a part of the uh survivor series card oh year, wow. which which is a big deal that, that is it, it, it you can now officially say, okay, the training wheels are off. Um, AEW just finally had their training wheels off with this whole like three, four, three, three or four pay per view like stanza mm -hmm. that they had this year, and now they're doing this. Sh and in the first two weeks of of uh, TV, now the gloves are off. Now it's it's gonna be uh. A, a game of one-upsmanship which uh for the last four weeks uh before this uh before the ratings come out for tomorrow uh tomorrow for yesterday's show yeah, yeah. um it, 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 it'll be really uh interesting to watch like where the dynamic is because i if i know Co if if i if i could if I could be in the mind of Cody mm -hmm. for a minute, because he's the one that who's uh, working with uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny and um, Mr. Khan to uh, the most, he's definitely analyzing uh, both both shows with uh, uh, a in, uh, an intense. Uh, way so. yeah um so, so G and epic, epic you guys, guys want to add, add some final, final words for aw, AW? Hmm? do you guys, guys want to add anything onto aw before we go to nwa power no i can't think of anything <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> No. <laughs> is, this, uh, is this silence canon? No, it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you want to add, add anything, anything epic? epic? Anything, anything that we missed or whatever? Uh, I don't know. It might be. I don't know how long it'll go if I talk about it. That's a problem. <laughs> but I mean, uh, 
my personal opinion on the party right now is just like you know it, it had a really great start had a had good promise i do feel like they're starting to lose the momentum they're starting to slow down a little bit in my personal opinion um i i feel like um there's too much focus into the main event scene which is okay in the same time it's like okay well you know uh what are we doing about you know we just recently crowned tag team champions we're focusing on the main event then the women's division is just kind of there mm-hmm. like i mean mm-hmm. i think like the only time they've done women's matches so far is just like you know they're slapping a whole bunch of women just having fatal four ways or whatnot i don't think they've had many one-on-one occasions uh they had one-on-one uh this past week which was uh uh hikaru shida and um and I forgot, I forgot the, the French, French girl's, girl's name. Her, Her name was Shana. Shana. They, they had, had the singles match, match, yeah. But um, most of the women are, uh, aside from Nala Rose versus Rio, which was on the main show, and Rio versus Britt Baker, the other girls have wrestled on AEW Dark. Yeah, and I've watched most of those, and like, uh, I know they're trying to put a lot of emphasis right now on pushing Emi Sakura right now. Which. Again, I, I feel it's okay, and I think I, I've touched up on this on one of the previous podcasts. Which is like, it, it's cool you want to push your Japanese talent in a way, but yet push your 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 local talent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like right now, all their international talent are getting a push. So Emi Sakura is getting that push. Riho's their champion. B Priestley, who's still with Stardom right now and still their Stardom World Champion, um, is is getting that highlight thing with uh, Britt Baker. Yeah. yeah. Um they, they also, also have, have um Jamie Hader came, came in uh last week. Uh she had her singles match and then uh in, in the back when she was gonna get uh interviewed, um Brandy, Brandy came, came out, out of nowhere to attack her and, and then if you guys saw the promo of uh Brandy, uh she's somebody awesome Kong, so there's more weight in the works for what's gonna be happening with the women's mm-hmm. division. And right now, looking at the the roster right now, besides um, the uh, obviously the one, two, three, uh, four, five. Okay, there you go. Yeah, five, five Japanese talent that mm-hmm. work for Stardom and Ice Actually, Ice Ribbon. I, I forgot about that. They they work for Ice Ribbon, and the fact that Bia Priestley is still working for stardom though there is a lot of rumors that uh their new year show um bia priestley is supposedly going to be dropping dropping the title Mm -hmm. as it was a tradition with uh the uh aj styles match with uh the uh i think it was it wasn't it wasn't new year's but it was a i think it was a house show but um it's around that time so it makes sense mm-hmm. um and i i actually i think um especially with uh, uh with leva bates i think being the honestly the one that has the most screen time i'm surprised they haven't like put her in a serious spot like mm-hmm. i mean I I understand like she wants to be like the fun loving person, 
uh librarian gimmick but you know yeah it it only goes so far yeah it is it's only gonna go so far maybe she'll break out of it and go back to the roots yeah, yeah probably. Probably. Um, um i'm, I'm still, still gonna mark out, out um at, uh, for her as blue, blue pants She'll always be blue plants to me. Yeah. Um. All right, right Alpha Russ, take, take us into NWA, NWA power. power. Hello. I'm here. I know, I know you're, you're here. here. Russ, where are you? Sorry, I was chugging water. Oh, he was scared for a minute. I was. I was. Like, a, I, 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 a tree. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. Take okay, us so, into NWA Power, please. All right. So, this week's NWA Power. Uh, I, there's only two key things that I'm finding very interesting out of the whole show right now, and that's uh the fact that um this week they concentrated a little bit more on not only the uh nwa world of title the 10 pounds of gold and the national heavyweight title or uh, or as i'm referring to it as the uh the red strap um mm-hmm. and of course the women's uh the women's division of course uh which uh i want to talk about first because uh one of my favorite uh women's wrestlers uh in, in recent memory uh not because she chopped a fan trying to do an interview with him, uh with her uh wearing a Sammy Guevara shirt. Sorry, <laughs> Sammy. It's it's all canon. Uh, <laughs> uh but uh uh Thunder Rosa. Thunder yeah. Rosa made a debut after uh a uh a match that Mar- Marie Bell and I can't can't remember Ashley the Box. Uh, Ashley Mox. It was it was a good matchup. Uh, Marty Bell uh, lost uh, to a roll up. The roll up, yeah. Event. Um, but it it was interesting how they introduced uh, Thunder Rosa. She literally charged past uh, the winner of the match. You would think she would attack the winner of the match and then go to Marie Bell, but they just she just charged right past her. And then got into the ring and then offered her hand. And as she's offering her hands, the drums in her uh, her uh, promo just started going boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, I boom, thought boom, that was pretty interesting. I was like, what? I was like, that, that's weird. <laughs> but I, I, I think that that's definitely going to throw a spanner into uh, Marie Bell. Uh, I like Marie. I love Marie Bell. She's a very great uh, women's talent. Uh, and definitely a good, uh, actually not, let me rephrase that, a great get for the NWA because, uh, uh, she has, she has a lot of talent, um, in the athletic department. Um, it goes beyond the looks really. A lot of people's, uh, thought that the fact that the WWE, when they did the May Young Classic kind of dropped the ball with her and, and I agree. And I agree with her, or with everything about that, because Mar- I honestly thought Marie Bell should have been in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
uh, the the Dominican goddess that she is, uh, she is she's she's a very good wrestler. I, for those who haven't seen her wrestle, I recommend go watch Marie Bell, uh, uh, wrestle uh, on YouTube or wherever her matches are available. Um, but also introducing Thunder Rosa into this uh, into already a nice uh, nice roster so far of women. Yeah. Um, it really does put a spanner on who's going to be the women's champion for NWA, especially with Sienna, who who has been extremely established uh, with the NWA and the uh, and TNA, of course, uh, when she was Impact champion for the women's division for about almost, I think, a year and a half. Um. But uh, I'm 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 excited because this is this is a different uh, different Sienna. Uh, I think we're used to seeing because she's been known as the just like the the, the killer, just to like uh, to to uh, reach for the belt. Yeah. Uh, but now she's the women's champion. Um, Allison K, I should say that's her name. I keep calling her by her TNA name, uh, but it, it 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 it's definitely interesting to see what's gonna come out of this. Um, uh, I you know I've always enjoyed NWA Power. There's something uh cool about it with its old school, new school kind of mix with it. Um, mm-hmm. I. Did find it interesting that Nick Aldis uh wanted to give Ricky Starks a uh a shot, right? Am I am I saying um, this right? Ricky Starks, yes. Yeah, right. Because he was so. like, yeah, he was like, I want to give that dude a a shot one day and whatnot. Um, the opening segment of um you know uh Nick Aldis coming out, Coco Banner coming out, and uh uh Eli Drake was it? Yeah, Eli Drake just popped e- out Eli of nowhere, Drake. man. Yeah. Um, and Eli Drake's a mystery, mystery right now. He is. I, I'm fine. I'm. I think that's. I think they're gonna use Eli Drake as kind of like that. The if it's not the question of if, uh, it's gonna happen because I, I think, I, I think the next champion is gonna be Eli Drake. Um, so you I, think I, it's the question of when? Oh, okay. Because I was gonna be like, so you think Colt is not gonna get the ten pounds of gold? No, um, so there was a lot of confusion. (laughs) There was a lot of confusion in the match. So what, what was, uh, what was the match was? It's a six-man tag team, which was uh, Um, the NWA National Champions, James um, Storm, James Storm, and the Wild Cards. Yeah, Uh, they were going to go against Ken Anderson, Colt Cabana, and Nick Aldis. And if Team Aldis wins. Cole Cabana gets a NWA National Heavyweight Championship match, and if James Storm uh, wins, he not only does he get uh, he has to uh, drop the NWA National Heavyweight title, but uh, in order to receive the NWA World Heavyweight title, uh, which it brought a lot of confusion to people. Uh, and I think a little bit yeah. uh, to to a degree to Jim Cornette because he was trying. 
so hard to like say it straight, but he kept botching it a little bit the first two minutes of the match. And then like as they were going through it, I was like, okay, I think he finally gets what, what's on the line here. Um Yeah, that, that but, was confusing uh, me too. Yeah. Uh I I I, I love that six man. That was a, that was a great six man. Um yeah, it really that was. really fit into TV time with plenty to spare. It was like, I think this week's episode was 54? Something like that. Uh, 54 minutes, I think it was, for this week's episode. Uh, but I, I love the show. It, it's uh, 52 minutes, okay? So they had like six or eight minutes to spare. Yeah, which, um, is, not, which is not bad. Um, which... Uh, I mean, being episode one being 58 minutes. Yeah. Uh, episode three was uh, 48, 26. And then uh, I think they said episode two was. Oh, 56 minutes. Okay. So it, it, it's interesting uh, how, they're, how they're doing these matches because they're very fast paced, but they they're are. also like fast paced in a safe way definitely uh what did you say oh like i think the timing of like the show start to vary yeah Yeah. Uh, um overall i do enjoy that it's in a studio setting with a small audience um even though it can get a little weird at times because i'm like you know i want to see a bigger audience uh I don't know. That's just me. But, again, I love the old school mix with new school, and it's a breath of fresh air for how they're taking this uh, in the direction that it is. Um, any final words? Uh, happy Halloween. I hope everyone had, had a safe one. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the NWA <laughs> right now. 10 pounds of gold. It's getting hotter. Yeah. Um Epic, you wanna say any final words? Uh check your candy. You know, check out for needles, razor blades, uh, you know, unnecessary pills, mixtapes. Hey, and, hey, uh, hey, my mixtape <laughs> is fire, okay? <laughs> Are I you sure? Talk about that. Are you sure it's canon? Mm. Hold on, let, let me ask Sammy. Sammy! <laughs> Sammy! Is it canon? He's not saying anything. He's he's, he's, t- he's telling me f off. No, it's not. Well, he's only telling you f off. You're not part of the inner circle, man. <sighs> I got Jericho the bubbly. I got him the bubbly. Yeah, I mean, I had I had uh, some bubbly yesterday, so you know, I was part of that. <laughs> oh. Man. All right, this has been a great episode. I know we went a little bit longer uh, than usual, but um, it just felt right. Uh, this episode is canon, and this is episode four of the Square Circle podcast hosted by Marie Shadows. And once again, joined by Alpha Russ, Epic, and Geo. We wish everybody a happy Halloween. You guys might hear this in a couple of days, but either way, you know, stay safe and continue to stay safe. Um, if you like this podcast, make sure to listen to it. Uh, listen to this on Anchor, on uh, Spotify, YouTube, 
We are now on uh, Google, uh, Apple, uh, and some other ones. Which I should probably put down in the description below. But uh, yeah. make sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel to uh, know when we go live. Um, and maybe later down the line we can have more engagement and stuff like that. We'll make it more fun. Um, in the meantime, we are just four awesome people um, talking about wrestling. And we also game, too. So, yes. uh, our next podcast will probably take place on Monday. We will try to cover the Jordan Miles thing and any other type of wrestling. But until <laughs> then, um, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And we'll see you on Monday. See you Monday. Bye. Later, guys. Have a beautiful time. <laughs>